trees are green Red roses too I see them bloom For me and you And I think to myself Virgin Valley Artists Association welcomes you to the Art Box, recorded in our beautiful Mesquite, Nevada, and sponsored by the Virgin Valley Artists Association. Our association has something for everyone of all ages. Come and get creative with us at 15 West Mesquite Boulevard, or find us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com, or on Facebook as Mesquite Fine Art Center, also on Facebook, the Art Box. Box. Hi, Linda. How are you today? Hi, Steve. I'm doing great. You? So, I'm doing wonderful. I got to watch you and Rachel interview the Mesquite Blues Band just now. I got to sit in the back and just smile and laugh the entire time. I didn't have to do anything. I loved it. Yes. <laughs> Paul and Linda V with the Mesquite Cafe Blues Band are phenomenal, aren't they? In any case today, we suckered. I mean, we got Amy Wells who's an amazing artist, to agree to come visit with us. She's not only an amazing artist, but she does a, tons of volunteer hours for the Mesquite Fine Arts Center, and we're very appreciative of that, Amy. How Thank are... you. I'm doing great. It's good. good to be here. Took a little bit of conning, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been asking me off and on? <laughs> How many times did you practice saying it's good to be here? <laughs> None. Oh, no. good, good. Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't practice anything. I tried not to think very hard about this, actually. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay, so we'll, let's get started. Okay. Let's talk about your art first. I've seen your art. You're very meticulous, skillful. You do sewing and doodling. And tell us what else. Tell Mostly us because it. I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Uh. <laughs> That's yeah. a good way to be. Uh, yeah, I tried just different things. So I started off with some of the sewing when I joined the art gallery. Um, I've always doodled when I was at work in the margins and stuff, but there was no control or anything, any direction. So then I took Joyce Redwick's uh, doodling class and fell in love. It's like, oh, now I, it's more precise, and it's a takeoff of Zen doodling, which is a copyrighted thing, and we don't follow those rules. So I tend to like to have shapes that I follow. So like right now I have the spider in there. So I want an outline, something, and then I fill it in basically. And I have a whole bunch of different patterns and I use a lot of things off the internet to find the patterns that I want. And I'll do them in a sketchbook and play. And it's like, oh no, I don't like that one. And it's like, oh no, I love that one. And then I'll use that in different parts of the, of the patterns. And congratulations, you won first place I in did. your category. I did. It was it was a surprise. It was awesome. And what's the name of the spider? Tammy. Tammy. Tammy the tarantula. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And as usual, the work was skillfully done. Very well done. Thank you. Tell us about. You mentioned the sewing. Tell us about the different kinds of things you've sold and sewed and sold. At the art center. So I've done, I started off with that, doing the the bowl cozies, those microwave bowl cozies. Yes. So you can cook your soup or your mm -hmm. oatmeal in the 
in the microwave and not burn your hands when you take it out. And I make those for every boutique we have, the, the Christmas boutique and then the Grand Bazaar. And then I've just added things on. So I have little um, lip balm holders and tissue holders, just random kind of things that interest me. I go find, I'll see something that's like, oh, I can do that. And then I go off and go crazy. But I also actually do quilts. So oh. I piece the quilts. And those, you just can't sell them for what they're worth. You know, I made one, just recently made a king-size one for one of my friends. And just her cost on it was $500. Wow. That's with no labor. So, uh-huh. you know, the just the fabric. And then I take it someplace to be quilted. I take it to somebody in St. George to have it quilted because I can't, I don't have the right machine for that. But I do all the piecing, all the cutting of the fabric. Picking out of the fabric is the fun part to me to get the colors. And once you have the pattern to figure out how you're going to put them together. So that's always a, sometimes a challenge, but it's always sure. the fun part too. So I do. I have a few quilts that I've done here and there, and table runners and things like that. that so the fun. quilt that you just finished, what kind of pattern was it? Um, it was actually she picked out the pattern, and it was um, kind of looks like stained glass. So it's uh, big squares and little squares and some mm-hmm. oblongs, all outlined in black. So it ends up to me looking like stained glass, and used batik fabrics, which are uh, they're dyed in a kind of organic way mm-hmm. so there's not necessarily a good pattern repeat which is good so it's just you get the colors that go together well and yeah and that's a it. that's a real challenge for yeah. me to try to get colors no matter what I'm doing yeah the yeah that go together without feeling that kind of sick when you look at right. it right right <laughs> no? well yeah and that's true you can look at them they look great in the store yeah and then they look great in the store and then you bring them back and it's like oh wait those don't work as well right. and that's totally happened and it's like you just go end up replacing one with a different something different i remember that during covid you made a lot of masks oh and yeah I, I bought a lot of your masks they were very comfortable i always loved the colors yeah. i felt very fashionable in amy's mask yeah. during covid that's right i forgot about that yeah, yeah and, i did that for yeah a couple years and the cozies are po- very popular during our christmas boutique yeah. aren't they yeah that's and, my bread and butter yeah, I've kind of ventured a little bit into some of the applique, too. So I did a, a dragon for one of the themes we had this last year that was a framed fabric thing. That oh, was okay. That was uh, my first attempt at that. And I have plans to maybe do something with that in the future in one of the competitions. But That's fantastic. Yeah. Now tell us... In addition to your art, what kind of volunteer work do you do? The gallery I do, um, I um, do the Artist of the Month. So I coordinate the Artist of the Month, help with the determine who's going to be the Artist of the Month for every month, and then send an email and, you know, kind of coordinate with them to get their whatever tagging they need done and help them if they need setup help. But most of the artists can do that themselves. Um, just give them dates and times and things like that. And then I also change the art in the outside venues. So we have art at the hospital and at City Hall upstairs and at the Bank of Nevada over by Eureka. There's art, and we change that out quarterly. Artists have the opportunity to showcase their art outside of the gallery in that way. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And I know you're my go-to if I have trouble with anything doing having to do with the computer especially spreadsheet <laughs> like amy help me so you have i do help saved with that. my bacon a little bit yeah. a lot actually <laughs> yeah i do help with some of that mm-hmm. here and there when it's needed and i work the front desk probably nine to twelve hours a month just wow. to get some of those hours in 
Um, so how many hours do you estimate you work a month? Uh, 20 to 25. Wow. Some months, amazing. not that much, but probably average about 20, 20 hours a month. That's a lot. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. sure. doing that. Yeah. Wow. And that's about all the time I have for volunteering. There's just not a, like I was saying earlier, not enough uh-huh. hours in the day to pick up anything else. Well, right. that, evidently there's pickleball. There's pickleball. I play pickleball. That, yeah, I try. <laughs> I pretend I have fun. That's when I get to the cussing. It's like we yeah, that's how we started. This, yeah, the thing. yeah. It's like I might say words I shouldn't, but it's usually under my breath to myself. So, how long have you been playing pickleball? Uh, five years. Wow. Yeah, off and on five for five years, and I love tournaments. I don't do well in them, but I love them. And just the just playing different people and the competition and everything is just fun. I think Excellent. I'm going to play in Mesquite Senior Games this year again. Oh, so. really? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Have and then you... there's that historical society, um, one that's like the 7th, 8th, and 9th or something of March that's a tournament through, that's run through the rec center. Okay. So I'll probably, maybe I'll find a partner and do that one too. Now, do you mostly play in Sun City or do you play? Mostly Sun City. Once in a while downtown, but okay. mostly Sun City because it's right around the corner from where I live. So, sure. <laughs> and then we're, yeah, and then we're getting 16 new courts up there. So, they're, oh, good. Yeah, that should be hopefully done late spring, early summer. Yeah. Excellent. Everybody that I know that now plays pickleball is hooked. Oh, it's addicting. Yeah, you try and play it if you, as long as you don't have, you know, horribly bad knees or hips or anything. You play it once or twice and you'll be hooked. It's just, it's not super hard. I'm not athletic. And to get out there and be able to actually see progress and get better has been amazing. Because everything else I've tried, it's like, yeah, tennis sucked, racquetball mm-hmm. sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, pickleball is, I always thought of it as kind of ping pong, a, a cross between ping pong and four square, like when we were yeah. kids, and tennis. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's kind of a combination of a whole bunch of sports, yeah, right? And yeah. some people compare it to badminton, too, which I've never played. But so uh-huh. it's very addicting. Amy, tell us about growing up. What, where did oh, you grow up at? I, I grew up in the Portland, Oregon area, actually. Um, I'm the oldest out of eight kids. So, wow. yeah, good Catholic family. Okay. So, yeah, we always got asked, are you Catholic or Mormon? <laughs> Just Catholic. Yeah, and I was the first one, and um, I was 17 when the baby was born. So when I got wow. married, I got married at 19. She was two when I got married. Oh, so, and I wow. moved, was a couple hours, lived a couple hours away. So mm-hmm. got to know her more when older. She was actually our babysitter for a while when we moved back to the Portland yeah. area for a little bit. But then we lived in Salt Lake for the last 14 years. But, yeah, growing up, we used to just, a lot of our stuff, I didn't do a lot of art when I was growing up. Kind of, again, doodling on my peachy and things like that, but not nothing purposeful, I guess is the right way to put it. And that could have been growing up in the big family and stuff, too. There's a lot of other stuff you have to do. And I was just going to ask, as the oldest, were you responsible for caretaking not, a lot or dishes or anything? No, not really, because there was six of us born within eight years. So okay. we were all super close. So I wasn't really old enough to help take care oh, of them. Okay. And then when the last two came along, I was in, you know, I was in high school, but I went to school from 6 and 6.30 in the morning till 10 in the morning or 10.30. And then I worked from 11 to 5. So oh, I wasn't wow. even home. My mom never really made us do that. She was a stay-at-home mom until, mm-hmm. I think, till the youngest got into kindergarten. And then she went to work part-time, or full-time, actually, at a Rose Nursery. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, 
And my dad was actually from, born and raised in Czechoslovakia. Oh, really? And he escaped during, right after the war in 1948. Oh, when, wow. When Russia came in and took over, took over Czechoslovakia, he wasn't going to live under, under the communist rule because he'd been in, I think, a Russian work camp during the war. Mm-hmm. And so he, him and a friend escaped, like took an escape map, didn't say goodbye to his mom because she wouldn't have let him go. Never saw her again. You know, wrote letters and talked to her, but never saw her again. So, where'd your parents meet at? Um, at a dance in Portland, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah some dance. My mom was actually lived in Washington for a long time, and then um, she went to nursing school. I think I'm probably saying that wrong, but she'll, she'll listen to this, and I'll get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is she'll listen to us. Yeah, yeah. That'll be two listeners. Yeah, no. <laughs> And then, um, so yeah, I think they met at a dance and were married like three or four months later. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Love it for some. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I bet your dad has some real stories. Has he written those down or shared no, those with you? No, and guys? He's pe- he passed away in 1996. Oh, so, sorry. So, unfortunately, you know, I wasn't, I was, you get buried in your own life and don't think about it too much yeah. till it's too late. Yeah. So unfortunately, my mom has some of the history, and we've gotten some of that from her. Good. But still, I don't think any of us have written it down. It's still yeah. just tribal knowledge, and we've passed it around the family. Yeah. I do have some of the documents from him, like the escape map he used and things oh, like yeah. that. Really? So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I have some of that, but... Yeah, we don't have a lot written down, unfortunately. Yeah, well, we won't share that because somebody may need it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you were growing up, what was your favorite subject in school? Do you remember? I never really liked school a whole lot. So I mm. I didn't struggle in school. It mm-hmm. always came easy to me, but I didn't don't think I really had a favorite class. Probably stage makeup, actually, if I had really? to look back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which was kind of a fun class in high school. Yeah, you know, math, science, any of that stuff. It's like I could do it, but I never loved it. Mm-hmm. So I should have steered myself towards art early, but but didn't. And then yeah, and when we interviewed Joyce Redwig, okay, it was interesting that she said she was terrible. She couldn't do math. Oh, you know, and but she loved art, so she said art saved her. Yeah. Of course, then what did she do when she grew up? She got a uh, math degree and, <laughs> yeah. and went to teach math. But, yeah, it's funny uh, how things I just, turn out. That, you know, if you want to push the kids, you know, but they do good at art, maybe let them go where they do good right. you know, to gain confidence and then things work out. Right, right. That's yeah, I just skated through school and got, you know, got through what I needed to. And then I actually went to beauty school afterwards. So I was a hairdresser for really? a couple of years. Wow. Yeah, I did that for a couple of years. And then just I got married really young. I was 19 when we got married and um, I finished beauty school after we got married. I'd started it before, but finished it after. So then I worked a couple of years, but his job moved us around. And it's kind of one of those jobs you have to build a clientele. So I only did it three or four years, I think. And then it's like, yeah, this isn't working. I'm, I'm making three bucks an hour. I can't do it. You know, that's it was a commission-based job. So. Sure. That's a form of art, too. Yeah, yeah. It truly is. Yeah, that's true. So what was your husband's work that moved you around? So he worked for the power company. Okay. Through his whole career. So he started out with um, Pacific Power and Light in Oregon and then ended up at Utah Power and back to Pacific Power and kind of bounced around because it was all um, owned by Pacific Corp. So one corporation. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Sure. So he would, um, when they took over Utah Power, he ended up, or when they merged with Utah Power, he ended up in Utah for a while. That's how we ended up in Utah. But I actually loved moving around. It got to where it's like, okay, we've been in this house five years. I'm ready. So we've actually been in this house five years now here in Sun City. We've Uh lived here for five years, but I have no itch yet. It's like, but now it's different too. You know, we were working and I was working and kids raising kids and everything mm-hmm. it just takes a while um but yeah every time it's like okay my wanderlust is showing up again <laughs> it's that not knowing what you want to be when you grow up maybe those genes from your dad yeah um, it yeah. could be it could be you mentioned you worked in high school every day what did you dairy do queen that? yeah i oh, worked dairy at dairy queen, queen for four years <laughs> wow yeah i've been working forever it feels like i started out strawberry picking when i was eight or nine years old not very good at it but um, you know, big family, not very much money. So you do, you know, we had to buy some of our own clothes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I strawberry picked and then Dairy Queen for four years and then school. And, yeah. and you could have got retirement from Dairy Queen. Maybe. Four years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I just ate way too much ice cream. I, it's like in high school, I was fine. In high school, I was fine. Um, eating as much, you know, hot fudge sundaes as I wanted, but that wouldn't have lasted very long. <laughs> I can't do it now. Well, you're. Sounds like you've lived an extremely responsible yeah. life. Yeah. Because then I did. So after I did the hairdressing, I actually waitressed for four or five years at a at a local breakfast lunch place, and I actually that was one of my favorite jobs. Was you're it? just moving around all the time because mm-hmm. you know you know me. I don't sit still very well. So in fact, I think my legs are shaking right now. But, um. <laughs> she was. One, she's one of those real efficient. Waitresses, you you always want to have, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I'm sure a lot of people came in and asked for Amy, uh, right? Uh, we, you definitely got your regulars, yeah. Yes, and then it and then it, but it makes you appreciate good waitresses now or servers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the ones that okay, I know you're busy, but at least acknowledge that I'm sitting here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to even get me anything for ten minutes. I'm okay. Just know that I want to know you saw me. Yes. Things like that that you now know that they could do but so I did that for a few years and then from there I went to work at Intel Corporation so I was in the corporate world for a long time what'd you do at Intel um, I started off in a a call center actually Mm -hmm. um, which was for HR for HR and benefits and from there I went into the benefits and payroll side of HR and that's what I did for the rest of my career and I was with them for 15 years actually yeah and even when we moved to Utah the timing of it worked perfect they were opening a site in Utah and it's like and it was HR services so it's like okay (laughs) I was able to move my job so Mm -hmm. that worked out really good so it was a great company to work for. And then, then they closed down in, in Utah. Otherwise, I would have stayed with them. And so I ended up bouncing around to a couple of different just corporate-type jobs and then retired. And I'm loving retirement. Good. Yeah. And you have children. Yep. I have two grown kids. We have a son who is 37, soon to be 38. You say that was surprise. Yeah, it's just it's like crazy. In March, he'll be 38, and he has four kids. Him and his wife wow. have four kids, a 12-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 7-year-old, and a 6-year-old, or 8-year-old and 6-year-old. I get the ages all mixed up. And then uh, our daughter lives in Salt Lake, and she ha- her and her boyfriend have two kids. They have a 13-year-old and then um, a 
eight, nine-year-old. He just turned nine. Is that fun, then? It is. They're all, and it's all boys except for one. The little oh. one in Seattle of uh-huh. our sons is a girl, but all the rest of them are boys, which are actually a lot of fun. Oh, so, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking you probably remember getting together with your cousins on holidays yeah. and things. Oh, yeah. Cousins, yeah. cousins are the best. Uh-huh. Well, and our daughter gave up a baby for adoption, and he's 14. And we keep in contact with them, too. Oh, so we right. see him. Yeah. He looks just like her. Does he? Yeah, he's a good kid, but he looks just like wow. her. It's like crazy, the coloring and the eyes. and yeah. Where does he Pretty live much. now? He lives in uh, Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so good you still have contact. Yeah. With him. And actually, we went on a road trip right after we retired and we stayed with him a couple days. So, got to know him a little more. And then, good. and they've been out here a couple times to visit our daughter. So, she gets to see him too. Oh, and good. Yeah. How wonderful. Yeah. It's really good. It's good for everybody. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Everything that's wonderful is what I feel. So, when when did you feel like you knew you were an artist? <laughs> that was the question I was going to ask. <laughs> what? But, but Wait, I wasn't stop. asking it. No, no you weren't. Were you? We Steven. were looking at dead airspace. I kept waiting for you. <laughs> Go ahead. You ask that no, no, question. No, you ask it. You were asking. And then I yeah. blew it because I could have just shut my mouth. And uh. <laughs> she would have already have answered it. Okay, then. Go ahead. So, well, so... I, a little bit of, so I do glass, fused glass too. And I started that when we first moved here. And some of that kind of started me down the path of art. It's like, oh, maybe I can do this. But really the artist part where I really feel like I found my niche is the doodling. And that started a year ago. We figured out today I took the doodle. So I've been taking that class from Joyce every week or every month. And it was today, she said, it's been a year. It's like, wow, that year flew. Wow. <laughs> and okay. so that, and then I've taken the drawing class from Tyler a couple mm-hmm. times to try and like add to it to, because I never took any formal training so mm-hmm. it's like all trying to figure it out with you know internet YouTube videos and things like that here and there but um, it was probably that and then and then putting stuff in the gallery and getting a little recognition it's like oh maybe I can do this then and, and you know my husband's a huge supporter so that helps too he you know, it's real interesting me. that maybe 90%, maybe more, have the same story as you. Really? They, they don't have art. Linda, you didn't have any art training, formal art training. I think you said past seventh grade or something. Uh, uh, ninth grade, yeah. Ninth grade. Yeah. Uh, if I took art in junior high or high school, I don't remember it. Then mm-hmm. I just never thought, it's like, I can't draw. I can't draw a stick figure, right? And then it's like I start doing this. It's like, oh. Maybe I can draw. So I've started adding more elements to the to the uh, doodling. So I've started adding color, which that was a big, like, because I really like the black and white. But to add color, it's like, okay, it looks good with the black and white. And now if I add color, I'm going to ruin it. All that work I just did, <laughs> am I going to ruin it? And adding, like, watercolor pencils or watercolor, which is totally new to me. It's like now the paper warps, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> So I look at it and think, yeah. So it's a lot of experimenting. And, and uh, well, you'll see next month what I'm putting into the, the women throughout history. I had to practice blood drops. So Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I practiced on another piece of paper before I wrecked what I was, what I'd drawn. Sure. So a lot of that. Well, Amy, you've got so much great art out there. Mm-hmm. It's when we have a new show, and I just love going in and, and walking around. But then to hit yours. Oh, you're good. so sweet. So let me ask you this: um, When what, what's your what is your breakthrough? What do you consider your breakthrough art piece? 
Um, probably the cat. So I, I started off, it's like, well, what do I want to do with this? And it was, I'm going to make things for my grandkids. And I had one grandson who loves cats, but can never have a cat because he's very allergic to cats. Mm -hmm. So I drew a cat that was like peeking around and it got such good reactions. And I've never shown that in the gallery because I gave it to my grandson. So everything in the gallery is for sale. And it's like, well, I don't want to sell it. So you just put, I learned from Floyd, just yeah. put a really high price. Yeah. And then if it sells good for it. Right. <laughs> but so I did actually have it scanned and created it into cards and those cards sell pretty good. So and then the cat's name's curiosity because he's peeking around a corner. That was probably the first one that's like, okay, this is actually turning out pretty good. And then I went down the desert, the desert animals, which is the spider. Mm -hmm. And I did a scorpion and a lizard and a snake. And so I started going down that path. And it, the, I can look at stuff I did early on and look at stuff I'm doing now, and it, I can see the evolution. I used to do a whole bunch of little patterns mixed in, and now I'm kind of doing more flowing. It's definitely evolved over time. I've, I've actually loved it. And adding the color has been kind of a challenge. <laughs> and shading. That's the other thing without any formal training to understand shading. And that's where Tyler helped some, and Joyce has helped mm -hmm. a lot. So, I was yeah. going to say Tyler with the shading. Not yeah. that I can get it. But. <laughs> yeah, but just having different. So the one class I took from him was on perspective. It's actually helped a lot. And it's like, oh, okay, now that makes sense why the stairs get skinnier and, you know, or how they get skinnier. And Yeah, it's just interesting. Do you ever get stuck on your art and have to put it away for a bit and then come back to it? <laughs> That's a great question. Yes, all the time. And I, I'll do the, because I'll do a lot of times the outline in pencil, like sketch it out in pencil. Or if I'm using a template, I'll trace it in pencil. And then it's like, well, I have no idea how I want to fill it in. Or it's like, oh, I don't like how that pencil, so I'll erase and keep redoing it. And then, then I have to set it aside and walk away. Mm -hmm. And I'm working on a roadrunner right now that I've had to do that a lot with. I'd set him aside because it's like, well, I don't want to, what I want to fill that big section in with. Mm -hmm. And now I've got the whole roadrunner down, done, but now it's the background. It's been sitting there for about a week with me walking by, looking at it, going, yeah. And then one day, inspiration will strike and I'll pick it back up. That's so. something we talked about recently um, when we interviewed Allie Harvey, the, mm -hmm. the artist from Alaska, and she said that sometimes her art becomes work. Yeah. Right? And, and, and then you, Linda, said, yeah, okay, I understand that. How about yeah. with you? Yeah, that's exactly it. And as soon as stuff becomes, starts becoming work, I don't want to do it anymore because <laughs> I'm retired and I don't want to work. <laughs> that's a dirty word. And that's actually happened a little bit with some of the, like, the cozies. Mm -hmm. But that's the where I make anything that funds my other stuff so I call it my bread and butter because it funds what I the other things that I like to do that I don't necessarily have the money set aside to do like mm -hmm. the glass is expensive and it sells a little bit but not great but I love doing that just even for my own personal stuff you know I stuff up on, up on our kitchen and things that I've made but yeah it's I totally understand that yeah. you do beautiful glass work thank you now do you do jewelry as well? Some, yeah. Okay, so, that's what I thought. Yeah, so I've done some jewelry taken what they call puddles, which is seven layers of glass that you you put in the kiln, melt it down, and then you get to take out your anger and hit it with a hammer and break it up into a whole bunch of little pieces, and then you turn those on their side. So now you have the layers standing up, and you melt it again in oh, the kiln. Oh, wow. So, and then either wire wrap it or put a bale on it and make jewelry, earrings or, or mm. necklaces out of it. And then my husband and I went to St. Croix right before COVID. 
February to March 15th. We got back right as COVID was hit. You know, they were getting ready to shut down Vegas mm -hmm. on, what, two days later. Mm -hmm. And um, I brought home 12 and a half pounds of sea glass. <laughs> Oh, wow. Because yeah. we were there for five weeks. So it's like, I hate to say it, but, you know, you can only spend so much time in somebody else's condo on an island. It's like, I don't have my own stuff. I don't, yeah, just, so we did a lot of snorkeling, which was fun, but a lot of sea glass collecting. There was a ton of it. And I'd never even really heard of sea glass before that. So I've learned, came home and taught myself to wire up and made jewelry out of it. And I've done really good with that. So correct me if I'm wrong, is sea glass... Uh, formed by bottles that people have put out and yep. the water has washed them smooth. Yeah, and okay. over the rocks and stuff. And okay. to get to get that, it's like a cloudy look then to okay. it. Um, it takes about five years, a minimum of about five years okay. in the ocean to take all the sharp edges off. Mm -hmm. But there's some of it in St. Croix that the lady, there's a lady in a store down there that helped with some of the history. Like the black glass is probably 200 years old. Really? Yeah. So some of it's really old. And then there's rare glass, like I the blue. There's this bright blue, which looks like the Noxema mm -hmm. containers. Mm -hmm. Hard to find big pieces. You could get little pieces, and it was hysterical watching us chase those little tiny pieces in the ocean. It's like, oh, there it is. But a wave comes in and takes it oh, away. Oh, sure. It's like, oh, uh -huh. I just lost it. That and red. And then we never did get a big piece of red. But I got a couple big pieces of blue that I've made into necklaces. Oh, nice. And then, um, but yeah. <laughs> and then they have, uh, the other thing I'd never heard of before is Cheney, which is broken dishes. So, oh. like, they'll take dishes and if you get little, you know, one to two inch pieces of an old plate that the edges of are all rounded and stuff. Mm -hmm. And some of those, the patterns are really still on there. Mm -hmm. And they, what they told us in St. Croix was what would happen is the, the ships, when they would come into port, would have to pay tax on everything they had on their ship. So if they had broken dishes on there, they don't want to pay tax on that because they weren't going to be able to sell it. So they'd throw it overboard. So that, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. So I did so find some of that. You learn something every day, don't yeah. you? I was just going to say I learned so much from our guests. Yeah. yeah. So Very I, interesting. Yeah. I, that was a learning moment for me, too. So let me, add, let me bring up the big question, the big word, the M word, mistakes. <laughs> and, and then you can take that a little bit further and talk about the critic in your head if you want, if you have a critic in your head. Oh, don't we all? Yeah. So it started off with some of the quilting. I look at it and it's like, oh, those points don't meet. You know, I see the mistakes. Nobody else sees the mistakes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd have to point them out to people and it's like, they're going, okay. In the doodling, what happens is Joyce has been really good about, it's not a mistake, it's an opportunity. So you just change what you were gonna do. Mm -hmm. So that's been a go with the flow kind of thing, which is a little bit against my natural personality. Probably a good thing. But there's been a couple things where it's like, wait, what you said, you set it aside. It's like, okay, I messed up. I don't know how I'm going to fix it or go with the mm -hmm. flow with it. So you set it aside and come back later and you can figure it out. You just change what you were going to do. Glass, if I make mistakes on glass, I break it up and use it in something else. <laughs> or it goes into a big box of mistakes because I can't throw the glass away because you can reuse it. You can melt it as many times as you want. So I have a box of glass mistakes. that, And there, some of them aren't necessarily mistakes. I just don't like how they turned out. Which is another thing that's kind of interesting, too. You'd bring in, because uh, I make like little three-by-three three ring dishes, and it's like, ugh, I don't like that one at all. I'll bring it in, and it sells right away. And then I'll bring one in that I love, and it never sells. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't get it. 
That used to happen to me with China painting. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, it's just interesting. So, you know, on my business cards I have, it's like there's a quote from Andy Warhol that art's in the eye of the beholder. Mm -hmm. And it's so true because everybody's perception of what they like is different. Mm -hmm. And so I do what I like. I don't, I've, you know, I hesitate to do commissions just because it's like, I, I feel the pressure. I've done a couple things for people. Not, I haven't done anything in the drawing yet, but the like even with the quilt for my friend, and I had another friend that I just finished one for, you start feeling the pressure. But mm-hmm. I know those two, so I knew I was probably okay. But, yeah, it's just like, oh. Yeah, so I do stuff I like. Do you ever feel like you really hate something, and before you break it, you just put it away, and then you come back? maybe even a year later, and you look at it and say, oh, that wasn't really too bad. I've done that with some of the doodling stuff, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, Um, and I haven't really done that with the glass so much. Um, Most of it I've either given away, (laughs) I just don't keep it, Mm -hmm. or it's in a box somewhere that I haven't gone back to look at it since I I did that. But I've done that with, yeah, probably the the, uh, doodling's the most I've done that with, that it's like, oh, that's way better than I thought it was. Or I'll show my husband, and he'll turn his nose. He's he's a good critic. He'll he'll honest opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I think. And and he's kind. It's not that he's mean about it. But he's and he'll help me pick out the color of mat or something like that too. And uh, he'll like not love it. And then I'll come back, and I'll, so I'll go with him and say, yeah, okay, it could be better. And then I'll look at it six months later. It's like, no, I kind of like it. Or other times it's like, yeah, no, it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then some fabric things I've tried where I've done the R&D to try. I tried to make a shoulder bag for mm-hmm. a phone. You know, I thought, ooh, because that would be something that's kind of cool. <clears throat> but it took forever to make, and I hated it when it turned out. And I've looked at that a couple times, and I still don't like it. So it's it's hanging up over a over a chair in the den and it's like yeah I still don't like it so there are things you go back and look at and you still don't like them <laughs> so how about dreaming Amy do you ever dream about your art no I haven't really done that I dream about pickleball actually <laughs> it's like my husband says I have to find something to stress over mm-hmm. right and so I haven't really stressed over the art and I thought I was going to stress over this podcast that I was going to like dream about it but I didn't somehow I kept it out of my mind long enough to get through it and then uh but the the pickleball I'll wake up I hear him in my head my husband do you got knees bend your knees <laughs> You're not low enough. Hit in front. Oh, so you so you have a coach? <laughs> My husband, yeah, yeah. He's a he played tennis for years and racquetball and stuff. So and he's just a natural, way more of a natural athlete than I am. So he helps me a lot, and it's been great. But then I, yeah, and I don't dream about it as much as I did when I first started. But yeah, I would wake up in the middle of the night. But he says it's my. I did that when I would work too, right? You stress over things sure. in your job, and I'd wake up in the middle of the night. And it's like so. Then I start doing it about pickleball. It's like, wait a minute. I'm retired. I'm supposed to be able to sleep through the whole night. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. That is really funny. Yeah. No, maybe it's not. It's, I guess it's, it's it's funny for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not for Amy. Not for me. So much. Right. sweaty. Yeah, and, but I haven't. I luckily over the art, I haven't, because I'm still loving doing it. Maybe that's it, and it's not stressful. Because I think if I had a commission where somebody wanted something specific mm-hmm. done, it's maybe where I would stress a little more over it. We've heard other artists say that as well and I feel the same way I hate to do commissions yeah it's hard because you don't know what's in their brain that you think you do and right. yeah so because I I don't think we've interviewed one artist who said that they are good with commissions that they love doing them yeah, yeah. they can be really stressful 
because your expectation of what you want to create may not be what your customer wants. Right. And I always felt like my creativity was stifled right. when I did commissions. Right. right. And then and then the mistakes or opportunities mm-hmm. You struggle. I would struggle, I think, more with how to fix them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the other thing is you worry about, well, once you present it to the customer yeah. and they say they like it, do they really like it? Yeah. Or are they just saying that yeah. now because they don't want to hurt your feelings because you've done all this yeah. work for them and they're probably somebody you know yeah. that's maybe a friend, right? Yeah. So I take it back. <laughs> I actually have done a commissions on glass, two, okay. two waves. Uh-huh. that are like greenish waves mm-hmm. so i forgot about those i just did one two weeks ago too so really <laughs> yeah yeah now but, you sell quite a bit of art at the uh christmas boutique and the and the the grand bazaar okay. in april okay. yeah yeah how so. many pieces of art do you prepare for for that i've never done it before this year i had at the christmas boutique i had the cozies which is Mm -hmm. like i said my bread and butter and then the key ring lip balm holders and cards so i had too many cards i sold some but not as many as i was hoping i would and then but the cozies i didn't have enough i had to keep me oh and towels I got a new embroidery machine this year, so I've been making towels with, like, silly wine sayings or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I probably don't need... It probably wouldn't kill me to not have a glass of wine every day, but why risk it? <laughs> I could have sold every one of those I made. Really? I think, yeah, yeah. Which was... That was a lot of fun, That's actually. Cute, yeah. yeah. I sold 130 towels, I think, this year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then the cozies, I sold 240, 240 oh of them. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And then, like... 50 or 60 of the lip balm things mm-hmm. and a few cards. Holy moly. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And each cozy takes 20 minutes to make and each towel takes 45 minutes or so. So I'm, I'm undercharging. I got to think I'll be raising the towels, especially this was my first venture into towels and it's like, I couldn't keep up. Like, so I'm I'm already working on them for the April Bazaar. So I'll have a whole bunch in there. And I'm getting some Easter ones and some summer ones, too, this time oh, instead wow. of Christmas um, ones. Oh, my gracious. We're talking about April like it's around the corner. It is around it the corner. It is around the corner. <laughs> We're already towards the end of January. Yeah, I'm thinking February, March, because I have to have it all done, all done by the end of the end of March because we set up our tables at the end of March. And it's like, that's wow. two months. I have two months. And I'm gone half of April, so. <laughs> or not April, half of February. So it's like, oh. Because so that's and, the other thing I do. I play, sorry. That's no the other bad. thing I do. I play poker. So I'm, yeah. So are, we're, are you headed off on a poker tournament? Yeah, I'm going to go play in a poker tournament in Vegas in uh, February for three oh, days. So, wow. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, and I played in, last year I played in the World Series of Poker that was not the $10,000 main yeah. event. They have a whole bunch of side events. It's like a six-week long poker they have a daily tournament so i sat in one of the daily tournaments for 250 dollars started at two o'clock in the afternoon played till midnight and i took 45th out of 700 794 entries or something wow so i took home 625 dollars wow that's fantastic (laughs) yeah it was fun it was a long day of poker oh do you wear sunglasses no no but i didn't it's the first time i've done a tournament like that and i didn't realize you only get 20 minute food breaks and Mm. it's not enough time to go get anything i was starving Oh, I bet you By were. midnight, so I will take a backpack with snacks this mm-hmm. time. My husband's going with me, so he'll I can text him and have him bring me food too. But 
because yeah. he won't play. So. Yeah, he could he can be in your corner trying yeah. to revive you after. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it, that was it's amazing. Just it's a sea of poker tables. Mm-hmm. There must be two hundred poker tables in the room. That's then they're not all used for one tournament, but it's just pretty amazing. I so, bet it is. Yeah, so that's. Mm-hmm four days or three days of my February and then we're taking we're going to Escondido California for a week so I'm making dragging my husband to the zoo <laughs> to the San Diego Zoo okay. and the San Diego Wildlife Park for you or for the grandkids no nope, just me Good just us you. yeah we took the grandkids to Disneyland over the summer uh-huh. and it was a blast and so now it's like I kind of want to go back to Disneyland too but I don't think I'm getting that out of it <laughs> The zoo will be fun. Yeah, yeah. It was the first time I'd been to Disneyland. I'd been to Disney World, but Disneyland, it's like, oh, I love this. Good. Steve, did you pick up on that earlier when she said it took her 20 minutes to make a cozy and... 45 for a towel. For a towel, and I'm thinking... I'm oh, thinking about oh, you it, and me it, trying to make a cozy and how long it oh, would take us. Oh, she's a math teacher, so she's already got how many hours did it take her? How many no, days? Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of hours in it. That's why I spend yeah. almost every afternoon in my den sewing. And then, yeah. No, so. I'm just impressed. I'm really impressed that she could make a cozy in 20 minutes. Yeah, really. That, it would take yeah. me probably two days to make yeah. a cozy, you know, <laughs> really. Yeah. Well, and I've had people say they've been, you know, I've done other craft fairs and stuff with uh-huh. the cozies, and people say, oh, I think I can make those. It's like, yeah, you can, but you have to be really careful. It has to be 100% cotton. The insides have to be, you can't use cotton batting because it actually has metal in it. Even oh. though it says 100% cotton, you have to use the stuff that's made for the microwave. Oh. You have to use cotton thread. Mm-hmm. So there's pieces to it that it's like, you, otherwise you're going to catch fire. Wow. So, I never yeah. thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yes, you can, yeah. but. So. Yeah, but then you might get sued. Yeah, well, there's always that risk, too. Yeah, Amy's not getting sued. No, it's all 100% cotton. So, And if you follow the directions I give you, with I have in there that, you know, the Wrap and Zap company that makes the batting says three to four minutes at a time in the microwave, then you're fine, too. social media or do you sell your art at all online i haven't because then it feels like work <laughs> so that's been the biggest thing i've thought about it a couple times i tried etsy at one point and it's like yeah it's a pain in the butt to manage <laughs> so i just gave that up it's like i don't i don't want it to be a job mm-hmm. i don't want a job so i want to do it when what i want to do and like we talked about earlier, I flit around. I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. So it's like I've stayed out at the pottery studio because I'm afraid I'd like it and there's not enough hours in the day to mm-hmm. pick up one more thing. So, And I know people at the Virgin Valley Artists Association have seen how qualified and capable you are and have tried to coax you into becoming a member of the board yeah. or the executive committee or maybe even a future president. Yeah, and more than helped- once. You've held strong. Yeah. I remember talking to you about that a few years ago. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. were you trying to strong arm her? I was. <laughs> that one was unsuccessful and will continue to be unsuccessful. I was actually on the uh, the board for our pickleball community up there, and it's like, yeah, I don't want to do that any, ever again. 
Well, you're already giving 20 to 25 hours. Yeah, a I month, would rather. Which is fantastic, yeah, truly. I would rather give it where, yeah, it works for everybody. Then, sure. right, I'll fill in the blanks. And what I like about the two committees that I do run, because it's just me on those, is that I can do them when I want to. Mm-hmm. You know, I can craft the emails for the artist of the month, you know, mm-hmm. sitting on my lap at home. I don't have to come in at a specific time at a specific day and then even the front desk I can sign up when I want to for the days I want to work or can work mm-hmm. so you're so. chair of those committees and also committee member yeah right? the which, only committee member <laughs> which kind of works out nicely it sometimes it does right and it doesn't need more than one person the mm-hmm. the outside venue I drag Bob into it and he because he's got the muscle because mm-hmm. the bin with the art in it can be heavy so Oh, like, yeah. thank him for us yeah. as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It makes for short committee meetings. It does. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. Zero. <laughs> it's awesome. Because <laughs> that's the other thing I don't miss about working is the meetings and the little, yeah. yeah. Now, have you gone on some cruises? Um, we went on a Tahiti cruise. Okay. Yeah, before it was like 2019, we went on a Tahiti cruise, which was fabulous so i think it would be way better than staying on one of those islands those islands are you know this is terrible but i've I've gotten used to a cushy life (laughs) they're they're pretty rustic and so i mean it's they're amazing but i and i loved going on to them but i don't know that i would have wanted to stay there for a week did you travel on that there and other places influence your art Uh, no not yet not really um I have one of the one of the um, pictures I have from that trip though. I was I've been trying and it's one of the ones I keep setting mm-hmm. aside. Been trying to make into a piece for the underwater adventure, oh, for one of our for themes. The themes right. Yeah, for the underwater adventure. But I've drawn it like five times now and keep setting it aside. So I think I just need to find a different picture. So maybe hey, you got a couple of months for that. I do, I do. Yeah. What do you think about the new way the they're breaking the art down into four different categories. Yeah, I like it. And my husband, Bob, he said he loves it. He loves seeing He said even if they don't judge them, um, even if they judge it all as one, he said I would be fine. But he loved seeing them displayed in groupings. He said that way I know what I'm looking at, you know, the type of art that I'm looking at, mm-hmm. being a non-artist. So, yeah, I like it. I've enjoyed that as well yeah. and seeing all the creativity that it brought in. Yeah, because when it was all spread out, you didn't necessarily see all the mixed media stuff, you know, because you'd have it every fourth piece kind of thing. And it's like, oh, wait, there's a lot of mixed media mm-hmm. um, things that get done. And same with all the mediums. It's kind of nice to see the different and different takes on it, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I really like it. I guess I'm the only one who doesn't like it. You don't like it? I've heard a couple other people that don't like it, too. They said it feels like a country fair where everybody gets a ribbon kind of thing. But I think this, <laughs> yeah, this month, this month was, to me, was kind of hard because the theme was hard. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we got as much art submitted this month. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes over the next, you know, over the next little bit. Mm-hmm. Do you not like it displayed that way, or do you not like the ribbons in each category? Well, remember that I'm an art neophyte. I mean, I've just started, <laughs> and so I liked walking in, and I know Linda doesn't agree with me here, but I like walking in every month or when we had a new exhibition yeah. and looking at all the art. And to me, it was art, all of it, art, all different. Yeah. I didn't care what it was done in. Yeah. My eyes didn't care. My yeah. eyes cared, do you like it? Yeah. So I think that it's 
No, I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I think it's already got me in trouble. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope I'm hoping that they move it around in there so that so that like watercolor is not always in the same spot mm -hmm. in the the gallery. So I I haven't heard if they're planning to do that so that you're not always in the same part of the gallery. I think what started it was some of the photography and uh, digital media started looking so much like the brush art. Yeah. And so the people entering the brush art were having trouble competing with it because people, others would walk in and say, oh, I love this beautiful painting. painting, And it was a photography. Right. But the colors were brighter than you could get. Right. With your typical brush art, especially watercolor. Yeah. You know, watercolor yeah. doesn't always have real bright yeah. colors. Watercolor is my favorite, favorite medium to look at. Is that? So, yeah. Yeah. I loved this time all the different um, three-dimensional art yeah. that was entered. Yeah. It was a lot. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so there's all these benefits and good things. Yep. So Steve needs to change his mind. <laughs> but it doesn't no, matter. No, everybody can have their own opinion. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, Amy, all the times you work the front desk, do you have a good story for us? Boy, you should have sent me this question ahead of time. <laughs> I, you if you know, don't have anything, don't I don't really have answer. anything off the top of my head that, that comes to mind. Um, so the only one that there's, um, I don't know what his name is. There's that, that um, homeless person that's around town that sometimes has a dog with him and sometimes doesn't. And he'll stop in the gallery off and on, stays like five minutes just to visit. Nice guy. He asked me, he was... I had my sketchbook in there because sometimes when it's slow, I'll bring a pen and sketchbook and sit up there. And he goes, oh, can you draw me a turtle? So I drew him a turtle. Well, he never came back for it. And then so I put it up on our bulletin board there. And about three months later, he showed up and I gave him his turtle. <laughs> and he was thrilled. Okay. Well, that <laughs> so was a good that, story. Yeah, that's probably story. the only, yeah, that's probably it. Well, our art is for everybody, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it was, that was, yeah. It was a simple thing to do and made him happy. So We're on 50 minutes. We are? Wow. But Look at you. <laughs> 49 minutes and 50 seconds, wow. to be exact. So it went quick, didn't it? Yeah. When you're doing your art, do you listen to music, books on tape? Um, I know I'm aging <laughs> myself with books on tape. No, no, I listen to books on tape all the time. So Or podcasts. Um, Oh, yes. Murder shows. <laughs> Murder shows? Yeah, like Investigation really? Discovery and Dateline. Wow. And that's usually on the background in, when I'm in the den. Um, when I'm doing the drawing, it's usually whatever we're watching at night, my husband and I watching together, usually the TV. Um, very, once in a while, books on tape. Very rarely music or anything like that. It's usually... Have, if I'm in the middle of a really good book, but then I get sidetracked and I forget to listen to the book. So mm -hmm. that's usually for my, if I go walking or if I'm going on a drive, like up to St. George or something, that's when I listen to the books on tape. But Do you notice, does your art have health benefits for you? It's So when I first started the doodling, mm -hmm. you know, that Joyce was talking about how calming, it's, you know, the Zen piece mm -hmm. of it. It's like, yeah, I come home and the first week I was doing it, it's like my hand was so cramped. Bob says, how Zen is that? <laughs> Not very Zen. <laughs> so I have relaxed and now I have kind of let it just settle in and a lot of times what I'm seeing on TV I'm not paying attention to because I am engrossed in what I'm doing on the on the paper. So it's background so, noise. Yeah. And we've heard yeah. that a lot. Yeah. 
is a lot of background noise. Yeah. If it's something I really want to watch, I have to set the art down and go sit in the chair. Right. I have appreciated Mesquite as a as an artist community. Mm-hmm. You don't know that that's here until you go into the gallery and you find out all this art's from local artists. Really, mm-hmm. it's amazing. There's and a so lot many, of talent. Right, and so many classes and workshops. Yeah. And yeah. We were at the Stay Smart with Art class last night. Oh, right, were Steve? you? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, you that know, was with Wendy, right? With the fabric or oh, the... Wendy and Lucia. Collage. Collage, yeah. Yes. yes. And, and I made the most stupid thing. What? No. And everybody said, oh, Steve, that's great. I know they're lying. But... No, I thought it looked really good, Steve. And I, being the mathematical person, oh, I, no. just, <laughs> I just cut out a bunch of rectangles and glued them on. <laughs> then I went to triangles, but that didn't look too good, so I went back to rectangles. <laughs> Yours looks, looks great. <laughs> but it was yeah. a lot of fun. But the exciting part was that there, that room was packed. Good. So Wendy has started doing, from the very beginning, she said, I think I'd like to do the Stay Smart with Art at night so we can get more people from the community. Yeah, and, sounds like and that I was think a great that's idea. worked really well. And we've, we're getting a lot of people who are not members. I right? think it was about 75% non-members. Oh, Nice. That's great. Yeah. That's good community outreach. Yeah. Now yeah. we need to recruit them. Yeah. It's a great way to get people started thinking that they can do art. Right. And that will maybe encourage them to do some of the classes or workshops. Yeah. Well, that's what the doodle class did to me. It's like, oh, maybe I can do this. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> this like, isn't the first time yeah. you won an award, right? Right. You won several. Yeah. 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 So we usually ask at the end what has inspired you this week oh this week I don't know what's inspired me because I get inspiration from a lot of different places a lot of it's conversations you know it's like with even just with my husband we were driving home last night and he said you know the cat I looked at the, my cards and all the cat cards were gone it's like okay I need to bring more cat cards in oh and so I dropped some more off today <laughs> but he says you should do a different cat oh hadn't even thought of that so a lot of it just from conversations Mm -hmm. so that's probably that's probably my biggest inspiration this week is from him good that's wonderful to hear yeah husbands yeah he gives me lots of ideas and then sometimes I look at him and say yeah I don't do faces (laughs) give me ideas you do cat faces (laughs) yeah cat faces but not people faces it's like because doodling it's like I'm gonna put a tattoo all over their face yeah so and I haven't ventured into so I do for the women throughout history, you know, my Lizzie Borden is a little more subtle. There's no face. And then I did do a Ruth Bader Ginsburg, too, but oh, it's still okay. a silhouette. It's not a face. Okay. So it's, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> she just let out what she's doing. I did. Yeah. I did. So come in and see it in the yeah. women throughout history. I have two. Oh, yeah. It's the first time I've entered two. So, oh, excellent. Yeah. I look forward to that. Yeah. Well, Amy, thank you for talking with us today. Sure. It was easier than I thought. So. Good. Oh, of course. Excellent. Please tell all your Can friends. I... <laughs> Can I beat on the table now? No. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, if you listen to it, then it doesn't come back right away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Steve does his magic. He will make all of this great, except it sounds like the time he doesn't do me so well, though. <laughs> what? He just said I was crying, and then yeah. I was like, Ooh. Chirpy. Yeah. Well, Amy, thanks a lot yeah. for coming You're in. very welcome. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
broadcasting from Mesquite, Nevada in the scenic Mojave Desert, the Art Box sponsors thank you for listening. To find our next and past podcasts, find us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com, where all accompanying images and links are available on the Art Box page. Questions, comments, opinions, and concerns can be sent to artboxvv at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of its hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Virgin Valley Artists Association.